Hello, everybody, and welcome back into the Raptors Nation podcast. I am your host, Sean Davis. Going to go with the solo show for you all today. Uh, Going to cover a, a bunch. We have a busy show ahead of you all today. Um, a quick warning, please do subscribe right here to the Raptors Nation YouTube channel. Ring that post notification bell as well. If you listen to this on podcasting platforms, please do give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But like I mentioned, guys, we do have a busy show ahead of you all preparing for the start of the NBA preseason, a little bit more than a week away. Training camp also starts this week along with media day. So let's kick things off. I thought we'd have a, a fun show with, for you all today. And I wanted to go through some uh, Raptors superlatives and uh, some, I guess, predictions for the Raptors this upcoming season for their players. We have a bunch of different topics or categories, rather, like breakout player of the year, most underrated player, uh, the, the biggest wild card player, our most pivotal, rather. Uh, best defensive and offensive player, the biggest strength of the team, the biggest weakness of the team. Um, but before we get into that, I kind of want to cover uh, what's going to what's gonna be the plan for the Raptors Nation YouTube channel and the podcast uh, heading into this season. So what you guys can expect for the pod is you guys going to get two episodes, two podcast episodes, full-length episodes per week during the, during the season, um, depending on the, the, uh, the day that the podcast recording happens. It will be either a game recap um, or it will be a uh, like preview for the game. So, for an example, if the night of the recording uh, happens on the day of a game, we'll wait till the game is over. And then uh, we will have a full post-game podcast, if you will, uh, with our thoughts from the game. Uh, if it's coming on a day, there's not a game. And the Raptors have played a few games uh, rather recently before you know the most recent recording. Then it'll be more of a recap, like a catch-up today, biggest takeaways from the recent Raptors games. Um, that's more so for the pod. Uh, there'll be some other stuff blended in there as well, but um, that is the plan for the Raptors Nation podcast. Uh, for the channel, you know, we will be doing some some of the fun stuff that you're used to, like uh, some news, the news videos, some more opinion-y videos, like go check out my video on on who I think is the most uh who can really break out and why I think Precious Ochoa is a breakout candidate for the Raptors this season. Go check that video out. Stuff like that. Analysis videos, as always. Um, you also, we will be doing film breakdowns. Uh, I'm not sure how early we'll be able to, to start those back up, but those will be coming back this season. Um, not sure how early in the season, though, yet. That's TBD. But film breakdowns will be back on the channel uh, by per, per popular demand. Uh, that will be coming back, and uh, you'll be getting. Uh, we're gonna try to be doing our some some pregame previews and some uh some post game quick thoughts as well. Uh, so that is the plan for the Raptors Station YouTube channel this upcoming season, guys. Uh, it's gonna be a ton of fun covering your Toronto Raptors. So please do again hit that thumbs up button and ring that post notification bell as well. It's gonna be a fun year covering the Toronto Raptors. So you're gonna stay in the know with all of our Raptors coverage. Now, let's not leave any me in the bones here, and let's dive into it. And I'm going to start off with the easier one. The breakout player for me this upcoming year has to be Preston Chua. Um, a guy that I broke down in the uh, in my most recent video here on the channel. Go check that one out. Uh, it'll be up there. or No, it'll be right there, uh, rather. But uh, this bot, bad podcasting. Um, but no, Preston Chua, I ta- as I talk about in the video, I think Preston Chua he provides some of that versatility defensively with as a as a stretch five without losing 
any of the the shooting ability. And I think the fact that he was able to shoot 39% from three and shoot it so confidently on around four attempts per game post the all-star break was so, so huge. And for him to be a quote-unquote underside center, he did a great job guarding Joel Embiid or as good of a job as I think anyone can do one-on-one in the post down low with Embiid in the playoffs. Um, so Preston Chua, I think, is, is going to be a big breakout player. And I think the Raptors do have great plans with him. I think you can pull out – you can run, at, as I mentioned in the video, you could go with the ultra-big lineup and go Gary Trent Jr. at certain times. Gary Trent Jr., OG Ananobi, Scotty, Pascal Precious, and B, that's all 6'5 and up with Gary Trent being 6'5", 6'6", um, with just crazy long wingspans, elite perimeter de- uh, defense – and still not sacrifice the shooting or the, the floor spacing offensively. So, uh, Chua, breakout player. Let's go to the most underrated player. And this is where things are going to start getting interesting because I think some of these, you know, are more sub- subjective, right? And I, actually, all these are subjective. These are all my opinions, right? Um, so, you know, comment down below what your answer is for any of these questions that are, you know, awards rather. But the most underrated player, I got OG Ananobi. I think the casual fan knows how you know talented he is defensively and stuff like that. But I think you look at OG and, you, and people don't give him enough, enough credit as an offensive player. Now, don't get me wrong. He does leave some meat on the bones. And I do think he has some stuff to get better on and improve upon. But OG Ananobi is a really good three-point shooter, a really good finisher at the basket. I think OG's problem offensively and and what has been a big flaw for OG so far in his career, or not even really a flaw, but just something he really has to continue to work on, is his his ability to score in one-on-one situations um, and create for himself. Um, That that's been a that's been a flaw for him. But you know, I I really do think he is he's become underrated. A guy that shot uh, he did shoot a little bit lower from three last year, but he shot a little bit more. He shot a higher volume. Uh, shot over 36% from three, but I mean, typically the year prior shot almost 40% and he shot 39% from three the year prior. So OG just keep getting better. The scoring output has gone up every year of his career from 5.9 points per game all the way down to 17.1 points per game last season. And now he is on such a steal of a contract here for the Toronto Raptors where he's where he's making right now four years for 72 million dollars um just an absolute bargain of a contract for a guy that at the end of this contract he will be 27 years old um and that's if he opts out and so if you if he goes through the whole thing there'll be 28 but uh neither here nor there OG Ananobi is a spectacular player and I think he does have all-star potential and and while we're on this whole all-star potential piece here. I, I think the Raptors, they're not, I've brought this up in the past. The Raptors are not the Brooklyn Nets. They're not the 76ers or the Heat or whatever. Or maybe, maybe the Heat were the best example. But let's fall, let's go with the Nets. The Nets, the Cavs, the Hawks, right? They're not these teams that are, even Boston to a certain extent. I mean, it's just an absolute uh, chaos in, in Boston right now. Um but they're not those teams that really brought in big name players in free agency or in the offseason via trade that say we got better this way. Like obviously in Atlanta, you know, DeJounte Murray and uh in uh, Philly, they got some a couple of really nice pieces added in. Um, 
in uh, Brooklyn, Katie, Kyrie, full season, getting Ben Simmons back, getting Joe Harris back healthy, just getting healthy in general and, and guys playing on the court for a whole season, hopefully for Brooklyn. Um, and then Cleveland, obviously, Donovan Mitchell trade. The way Toronto's going to have to get better is they're going to need a one of these guys that you hear so often. Oh, they have all-star potential. They have all-star potential. They have superstar potential. Like a Gary Trent Jr., like an OG Ananobi, like a Scotty Barnes. They're going to need one of those guys to really take that next step. Otherwise, I do think, and this kind of goes along with the OG point and with some points I'm going to make on later on, um, they're really going to need one of these guys to take the next leap. Because if they don't, I do think you can see the Raptors take a step back in the standings because I do look at Cleveland. I'm like, that Cleveland Cavaliers team is really, really good. They're really well coached. Boston's obviously still talented. Milwaukee, I think, are the favorites to come out of the East. Philly, although I'm lower on Philly, Philly's great. Miami's great still, um, and they've earned the benefit of the doubt. Um, Brooklyn. So the, the East is so competitive right now. If, if this is the same Toronto team from last season, it's a good team, but you're not competing for to potentially make the Eastern Conference Finals even. You're a first-round exit again, which I'm not sure this team wants to go through. I think this team wants to take the next step. And it's going to have to come from a guy like OG Anobi or a Gary Trent Jr., who is my most pivotal slash the wild card player. But I say most pivotal because, as I've said in the past, this team is screaming for a guard to really help out, uh, to really help out Fred VanVleet. And whether it's Gary Trent Jr. or Malachi Flynn, I'll, I'll, you can also argue Gary Trent Jr. could be a wing, guard slash wing. But this team is desperate desperate for a guy to step up and give Fred VanVleet a break and give Fred VanVleet a, a breather. And so you're in a, bre a breather. There we go. And so if Freddie isn't playing uh, 42 minutes a night, every single night, which at times is what legitimately you, you felt like you were watching. And then Fred VanVleet, you see at the end of seasons, he looks gassed and the wheels don't start turning anymore. And, you know, he starts to break down a little bit. Because he is an undersized guard, and, and the whole bulk of the offense really runs through him and, and Pascal. At least they did last season. They put so much responsibility on him. You're going to need another guard. You're going to need another guard. And, and again, Gary's a guard slash wing, but you're going to need a Gary Trent Jr. to really step up this season. And in a contract year, I think Gary has to show that consistency. Gary Trent Jr., we know what he provides. He really, I guess you could say, had a breakup performance in the bubble. And he's been really, really easy. He's, he's been great in Toronto. I'd say I'd say Gary Trent Jr. has been great as the Toronto Raptor. But the Raptors need the consistency to be there. The Raptors can't have the Gary Trent Jr. that's shooting 41% from the field. No, 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 no. The Raptors need more of a consistent player in terms of his shot output and how he's shooting the ball on, on, a, on, any, on any given night. Defensively, the talent's there. I think he is one of the better players. Uh, ball pressuring guard slash wings that does a great job of pressuring the ball and being an on-ball defender. Um, but offensively, they really need Gary Trent Jr. to take a step up. I think for his own sake, short, he'll make probably similar money. If he, if he's the same guy, make great money still. But for a, a guy that's going to head into a con, uh, a player option at age 25, that's the season rather. If he opts out next year, he'll be 25 um, on a new contract. He opts out at the end of the summer. At 25, he could have, a, I, I think, a close to a max contract where you're talking like Anthony Simons, Jalen Brunson, money, where if he plays phenomenally this year, 
Jalen, I mean, Gary Trent Jr., it's not out of the realm of possibility that Gary Trent Jr. makes upwards of 20 to 25 million dollars uh, in in uh, average yearly salary, uh, average annual salary uh, on his next contract. So it's a big year for Gary Trent Jr. for his contract. And uh, I think the Raptors are really going to need him. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, best defensive player, again, OG Ananobi. I think OG, like I mentioned, he does a great job of positioning his body the right way defensively, always flying over screens and just playing the right way, playing tough and hard. And, and it's it's the effort stuff and the effort plays. Um, I, I think this team goes defensively as OG goes. I really do believe that. I think that's how good this defense is. And he's the wing stopper for this team, you know, and Granted, you have Scotty Barnes too, but I think he is the best defensive player on this team. And I think that is part of the reason why I get he is super underrated. Now, this next one is going to catch some some uh, controversy, right? Right now, is the player I'm about to mention the best offensive player? Probably not, but I'm going to break my rule, my own rule. Call me a hypocrite if you want. I'm going to break my own rule for this one category because I think it, like I mentioned if the Raptors are going to take the next step as an organization, as a team in the standings, this player is going to have to be your best offensive player because it's going to solve a big problem. I'm going to do a video on it, breaking down and analyzing what's going on with the biggest weaknesses. I'll talk to you on later, but the bit, the best offensive player this year has to be Scotty Barnes. The best offensive player has to be Scotty Barnes. If the best offensive player is not Scotty Barnes, woof. Um, now, and I've talked about it in the past, the, the, one of the biggest weaknesses is, I might as well just go to it now, the biggest weakness is the half-court offense. That's the Raptors' biggest weakness, in my opinion. But Scotty Barnes, he has to be your best offensive player next year, and he has to hopefully take that next step up and be able to play at an all-star caliber level. He averaged 15 points per game, just under eight rebounds per game, and a little around uh, three assists per game as well last season. He he won rookie of the year, and deservedly so. But this team is going to need him to do a little bit more. They're going to ask a lot of him next year. I think it's warranted. I think you can really get, like, game one against Philly before he got hurt, where he's averaging, he scored 15 points, 10 boards, and eight assists. I think that is what you're going to need from a guy from Scotty Barnes. 
or in the month of March, 17s, eight and four, right? The playmaking ability is there. They're going to need it from Scotty Barnes. And this team offensively, by the way, hey, one way to fix the offense, give the ball to Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes, if you want to look at the, the analytics or you want to look at um, Synergy Sports, uh, which, by the way, is, is incredible. And I, I shout out to those guys. Um, the offense was so, so much better last season um, where uh, the ball was put in Scotty Barnes's hands, right? In pick and roll situations, but he only got 73 possessions where he was a pick and roll ball handler. And he ranked in the 93rd percentile with the points per possession over one. He had a 1.055 points per possession as a pick and roll ball handler, right? As a cutter, 1.221, right? Now, in, in a really good offensive rebounder, when he, when he gets it and is efficient on the glass, this offense has to go as Scotty Barnes goes next year. And this is not me disrespecting Fred VanVleet, an all-star caliber guard in this league, who I think is the heart and soul of the Raptors, in my opinion. And then Pascal Siakam, who you could very well say this is still Pascal's team. And I might, by no, again, by no stretch of the imagination, am I trying to discredit Pascal Siakam, who was incredible last season and deservedly so earned an all NBA slot. No mean am I, am I trying to disrespect Pascal. But the Raptors, to, to get where they want to go next year, they have this offense has to be the, the Scotty Barnes show. And Scotty Barnes has to take that next step offensively because I, I think we know, we know what Pascal is. We know what Fred VanVleet is. To a certain extent, we know what OG Ananobi is. And also OG Ananobi, the offense is going to run through him. But for the Raptors to have the success that they want, it's going to have to go through Scotty Barnes, Scotty Barnes, and Scotty Barnes going to have to take that next step offensively the three-point jumper, I think he's going to get there. Really good finisher at the basket. Underrated playmaker. The offense has to go as Scotty Barnes goes next year for the Raptors to be where they want to be as one of those top four seeds in the Eastern Conference, which I think is not that far out of reach. But again, they need one of these guys to really, really step up. Or Pascal's going to have to be like even better than I'm giving him credit for, which I think, honestly, sure he can. But I think Pascal at this stage of his career is more of a sure thing, and this is what he is. A really good player, an all-star caliber player, an all-NBA caliber player even in some years. But the, for the Raptors to really get where they want to go, Scotty's going to have to take that next leap. Uh, and then again, the, the biggest weakness is the half-court offense, kind of touching on what I was saying, man. The Raptors last season, the offense just really, really struggled in the half-court. They so heavily relied upon uh, – getting in transition and and uh being able to you know score buckets that way you know this is uh this is one of the elite transition offenses last season by far uh it, it was it was great a great have a great transition transition offense but the the biggest problem is they weren't efficient enough in in, in the areas they needed to by the way uh the Raptors last season if you want to look at uh PPP in the half court, uh, just half court points per possession. They rank 21st in the half in half court points per possession. That's not what you know championship level teams do, right? Um, they got to be better. Um, 
I'm sorry, that that's spot up. Excuse me. I'm I'm actually short selling. They I, they were 25th in points per possession on spot and uh, in the half court last year. 25th. Teams they were only teams they were better than were the Portland Trailblazers, no Damian Lillard, the Orlando Magic rebuild, Detroit Pistons rebuild, Oklahoma State Thunder rebuild. To be one of these top tier contending teams in the NBA, you got to be better in the half court, and that's something on Nick Nurse. And Nick Nurse has to do a better job. I feel of really uh, getting the most out of these guys and trying to figure out how he wants to pull the uh, pull certain cords, you know, offensively pull certain strings. Um, the Raptors also in transition got to be a little bit better too. I mean, they, they were good, but that's how they really thrived last year. You know, a lot of their offense really came in transition. Um, so they're going to have to do better offensively in, in, in the half court. But again, like I mentioned, give Scotty Barnes the ball. That sounds so cut and dry vanilla ice, but I, I promise you they got to do that. They, they, they absolutely have to. Now, one bright spot, the catch and shoot. Uh, the catch and shooting ability is not probably ranked 13th in the points per possession of catch and shoot opportunities. Does not concern me at all. But um, the Raptors, man, they really need to get that together. And the biggest strength, in my opinion, might be a bold take. But I think the wing versatility on this team is a huge strength. Uh, the 3 and D wing versatility more specifically. Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Otto Porter Jr. Uh, and then like we're, we're talking like Chris Boucher, Dad Young. Like, they just have bodies on bodies on bodies, um, th- this Raptors team. And uh, it- it's it's so fun to watch. And it's the-, the team build here in Toronto where it's all the size in the world. Um, like, this team is huge. This is a really long, lengthy team. Um, and if we're talking about another strength, I think one thing they did a little bit better job at, they did get a little bit deeper. Um, granted, a large part of that's like Precious really being a reliable option now. But you have your starting five. Auto, you bring in Otto Porter Jr. in free agency. You bring back that Young, which was huge. Who played really, really well for you. Chris Boucher, bring him back. That's eight deep. Ken Burch, that's nine deep. And then Malachi Flynn. Can Malachi Flynn take that next step? Can Malachi Flynn really step up and be a real backup caliber guard in this, in this offense? And, you know, the shooting ability has been sporadic and inconsistent. But, you know, can he be more a more consistent basketball player for this Raptors team? Because, again, he's more of a true point guard. He's a 6'1 guard um, that he's not he's not Gary Trent Jr., right? And I think it's a, it might be a better transition for a guy like Malachi Flynn. The Raptors are – they can be really, really deep. If some of these guys really step up, or I think even uh, if he doesn't step up to the play, you have a uh, – excuse me. You have a Delano Benson. Uh, a, a guy that this team seems to be high on um, who who's not back in, in the fold. So I, I really love this Raptors team, man. And I, I think there's a few things that could really, really go right. And this team can be really, really special. But like I've said this whole time, man, they need one of these guys to take that next step for them to do what they want to do. But Raptors Nation, comment down below. What are your awards or your predictions and picks for the Raptors upcoming season. Comment down below. As always, guys, subscribe right here to the Raptors Station YouTube channel. Ring that post notification bell as well. And make sure you guys give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Till next, everybody. See ya, and stay safe.